Chapter 12 of Book of the Foundations. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Anne Boulay. Book of the Foundations by St. Teresa of Avila, translated by the Reverend John Dalton. Chapter 12. Before I went to this foundation of Valladolid, I had already agreed with Father Antonio de Jesus, who was then prior of St. Anne's Monastery at Medina, and a Carmelite, and also with Father John de la Cruz, as I have already said, that they should be the first to be admitted, if any monastery were erected of the first rule of discalciate friars. But as I had no means of providing a house, I ceased not to recommend the matter to Almighty God, because, as I have said, I was already satisfied with these two fathers, for Father Antonio de Jesus had been tried by our Lord in many afflictions, all of which he bore with great patience, and it is now a year since I first spoke to him on the subject. And with regard to Father John de la Cruz, no proof was necessary, because, although he lived amongst the fathers calciate, yet he always led a holy and perfect life. Our Lord was pleased, having granted me the principal point, namely, the friars to commence with, to grant the rest also. A young gentleman of Avila, named Don Raphael, with whom I had never before spoken, came to hear, I know not how, for I do not remember, that I wished to found a monastery of discalciate friars, and therefore he came and offered to give me a house which he possessed in a little village, called Duravello. It had few houses, not above twenty, I think, if I remember rightly. This house was inhabited by a farmer, who collected his rents there for him. Though I judged what kind of place it was, I praised our Lord, and accepting the offer, thanked the gentleman much. He told me it was on the way to Medina del Campo, and that I must pass by it to go to the foundation of Valladolid, and that being the direct way, I might then see the place. I answered I would do this, and I did so. For I went from Avila in the month of June, with only one companion, and with Father Julian de Avila, who was the priest I spoke of that assisted me in these journeys. He was chaplain to St. Joseph's of Avila. Though we set off at daybreak, yet as we knew not the road, we missed our way, and as the place was not much known, no one could direct us and thus we walked all that day in great trouble, for the sun was very hot, and when we thought we were near the place, we had as far again to travel. I shall always remember the fatigue and wandering of that day. We arrived there a little before night, and when we entered the house, it was in such a state, that we dared not remain there during the night, because the place was so exceedingly dirty, and there were also many reapers about. It had a tolerable hall, two chambers with a garret, and a little kitchen. This building was all that composed our convent. I thought that the hall might be converted into a chapel, the garret into a choir, which suited very well, and the chambers into a dormitory. My companion, though much better than myself, and a great lover of penance, could not endure the idea of establishing a convent there, and therefore she said to me, Certainly, mother, no soul, however good she might be, could endure such a place. Speak no more about it. Father Julian, who was with me, 
though of the same opinion as my companion, when I told him my intentions, did not oppose me. We went and passed that night in the church, but on account of our great fatigue, we stood more in need of sleeping than watching. Having arrived at Medina, I immediately spoke with Father Antonio, and told him what had passed, and that if he had courage to remain there some time, he might be sure God would soon provide a remedy for him. I seem to have then beheld present before me what our Lord has since done, and to have considered as certain, in a way of speaking, what I now see, yea, and a great deal more than I have seen, for at the time I am now writing, there are ten monasteries of discalciate friars. I told him also he might be assured that neither the former, nor the present provincial, would give us their license for, as I mentioned in the beginning, their consent was necessary, if they saw us in a very fine house. Besides, we had no remedy, and that living in such a small house and village, no notice would be taken of us. Our Lord had given him greater courage than to me, for he said, He would dwell not only there, but even in a pigsty. Father de la Cruz was of the same mind also. And now we wanted to obtain the consent of the two fathers whom I had mentioned, because our father general had granted the license on this condition. I hoped in our Lord to be able to obtain it, and therefore I spoke to Father Antonio to take care of collecting all he could for the house, and departed with Father John de la Cruz for the foundation of Valladolid, already described, as we were obliged to spend some days with the workmen, till the house was enclosed, I took the opportunity of informing Father John de la Cruz of our whole manner of living, in order that he might understand every particular, both as regards our mortifications, the nature of our conversation and recreations, which we have all united together. And all these are used with such moderation as only to serve in discovering the faults of the sisters, and to enable them to take a little relaxation, the better to support the rigor of their rules. He was so good, that at least I might have learnt much more from him than he from me. But this was not my design, but only to show him the manner in which the sisters proceeded. It pleased God, that the provincial of our order, named Fra Alonso Gonzalez, from whom I was to obtain a license, should come here at this time. He was an old man, very good, and without malice. In asking the license, I gave so many reasons for granting it, and insisted so much on the account he would have to render to God, if he in any way hindered so good a work, that his divine majesty disposing him, because he wished to have the request granted, he was greatly mortified. The Lady Doña Maria de Mendoza, and the Bishop of Avila, her brother, coming there, who has ever favored and protected us, soon obtained his consent, as well as that of Father Angel de Salazar, from whom I feared all the difficulty, and who was the former provincial. But just at this time, there happened a certain event, which required the favor of the Lady Doña Maria de Mendoza, and this greatly assisted, I believe, our cause. And besides, had not this occasion helped us, our Lord would have put it into his heart, as he did into the Father General's, who was far from consenting thereto. Oh my God, how many things have I seen in this business, which seem to be impossible? But how easy has it been for your divine majesty to smoothen all difficulties? And what a confusion it is to me, having seen what I have seen, 
to be no better than I am. And now while I am writing these lines, I am astonished, and desire our Lord would make known to all men, that in these foundations, we poor creatures have done almost nothing, but our Lord has disposed everything by means of beginning so humble, that only His Divine Majesty was able to raise them up to what they are now. May He be forever blessed. End of chapter 12